Bienvenidos a F1 Podcast. Uh, today we are covering the Spanish Grand Prix. It was founded in 1913. It is one of the oldest uh, races still contested, and they celebrated its centenary in 2013. It is 66 laps, and it is 4.675 kilometers. And to begin the podcast, I believe we have a famous person in our midst. It looks like we have Toto. Or an Indian version of Toto <laughs> no, sitting with us. Who lags? He makes us lose the position. <laughs> this will all make sense once you look at the photograph of us sitting together recording this podcast. <laughs> Wherever that may live, whatever day that goes live. Do we need to take a picture? In that case, picture. It'll just be of Ashish, and we'll just convince people it's just him doing all of these voices. Talent. <laughs> we already know talent. I mean, he... Just need, like, ventriloquist dummies and just me, and, like... Yeah. <laughs> well, with that, I'm Off Erica. Quite a start. <laughs> just like the race. Oh, nice. Nice. Yeah. Are you going to introduce yourself? I'm Matt. I'm Ash. Slash Toto. <laughs> I'm Whitney. And oh, you already introduced yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's like, Erica, uh-huh, hurry up. Uh-huh. <laughs> and this week, uh, we're talking about Spain. Obviously, over the weekend, we watched Spain. Um, do we just want to jump right into qualifying and kind of run through that real quick? There wasn't too, too much. There's um, a little bit. Probably my biggest note on qualifying is Yuki and mm-hmm. losing his shit on th- his car not being what he thought it was going to be. He, he's just, he's still such a rookie. I mean, his tire management was abhorrent. Um, and he just, he went flying out in Q1 and turned all showboaty, wanted to blow past, past Leclerc. And then surprise, surprise, he uh, didn't make it to Q2. So I think he has a lot to learn. So what happens when, obviously when you're a driver, you're pissed off and you just start yelling about the car, how bad the car is, that can't help morale, right? I mean, that's, I think that's a sign of immaturity. I mean, I think for me, there, there there's, we're going to talk about this more during the race, but um, the strategy with the tires, I think was, was super critical. And I think those decisions that played out later in the race started in qualifying. But the only note that I made was, uh, Esteban Ocon over teammate Fernando Alonso, mm-hmm. two-time world champion, and, and Alpine. Nice day for Alpine. Nice day for Alpine. Wow. And, sorry. <laughs> and, and then the other surprise for me was uh, our friend Ricardo over our friend Norris, yeah. which was uh, unexpected in that McLaren where we've seen Ricardo struggle quite a bit yeah. compared to his teammate. I, I feel like Ricardo finally started hitting his stride this weekend, and I think that he's kind of the first of the ones that have moved teams to really start hitting that stride. So mm-hmm. I'm I'm looking forward to seeing him in future races. I know it's it's not like anything about the points battle necessarily, but Giovinazzi getting ahead of Russell, I thought was interesting in qualifying. Um just because you kind of forget about him sometimes in the Alfa Romero. He's... Well, Giovinazzi over world yeah. champion Kimi Raikkonen in the same car is also. I, mean, I, I think the, Kimi uh, dropped out in Q one. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. 
I mean, I think for me, the most interesting thing is the the teammate comparison mm-hmm. beyond kind of the normal talking points of Hamburg Bach, right? Yep. You know, who's who's stacking up against who, how? Yeah, I think Perez had a really rough weekend in general. Um, and I don't know what was going on with him, but he, he was off track multiple times. He's kind of one of the only people who was off track multiple times. Hamilton claiming his 100th pole... I guess I didn't understand the significance until I saw the chart of the most polls mm-hmm. and how Schumacher at number two only has 68, only has 68 right. compared to the 100. And I think for me, it really put in perspective just how great Hamilton's mm-hmm. career has been in Formula One. And how I- many spare tires he has in the room. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm honestly surprised that he pulled it off. Watching yeah. qualifying, I was fairly certain he wasn't going to do it. He they just, all fell within a second of each other, yeah. first through 15. Yeah. I do, and obviously we will get into this in the race, but right. at one point the announcers said, uh, can Hamilton solve all the problems himself, as it, they were in Q3, and seeing if he was going to keep provisional pole or not. And mm-hmm. uh, I think that was really kind of the theme of the race, and the answer was yes, he can solve all the problems himself. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I mean, I think um, what one of the commentators said during qualifying was that Lewis in an interview said his philosophy is to adopt adapt himself to the car as opposed to trying to make the engineers change the car to suit mm-hmm. his needs. And you can see that relative to somebody like Yuki Tsunoda, who's screaming and cursing out his team and coming in, you know, towards the tail end as opposed to a a mature world champion who leans into the car and adapts himself to make it do wonderful things like come on pole. Well, do, now, you, do you think Yuki, they're going to give him more of a chance? Yeah. I mean, I mean, well, I mean nowadays. The AlphaTauri yeah. seems very forgiving. forgiving. It's, it's supposed to, you're supposed to go through these trials and tribulations with AlphaTauri. Like, that's kind of the whole point of their, their it's process. High. It's Red Bull it's, Junior it's, High. <laughs> yeah. It's the JV team, right? Um, whereas... Uh, you know, to your point about Hamilton, it's obviously really convenient to say that when you've been driving for the same team as long as you have, he has, too. But to your point, like at this stage where you're able to just say, hey, like whatever they put in front of me, I can drive it. I mean, I think that goes both ways for the team and Hamilton. Like mm-hmm. it's not just him driving a car and it's like I can just will it through. Like I think the engineers know him well enough to where – they're building a car. They know what he's looking for. Well, I mean, I think the interesting thing, and I'd love to hear everybody else th- thoughts about it, is you brought up the curse of the number two driver at Red Bull. Uh, mm-hmm. How much of that Red Bull has been built around Verstappen to his driving style where it doesn't suit anybody else? And Red Bull mm-hmm. have essentially shot themselves in the foot because you built a car so unique that only one guy can handle it. And your second driver, unless he's a Verstappen clone, is never going to be able to drive it. As good nobody's as, as aggressive as him, so yeah. best of luck. <laughs> so, I mean, that's pretty much all I have for qualifying. Um, did you want to jump in before we get into the race on yeah. strategy? Because yeah, it feels important strategy. before we talk about the race. <laughs> I think I think the word strategy got thrown around a lot during the race broadcast, mm-hmm. and I think People may think it's a very generic term. Oh, strategy. Uh, you know, everybody talks about it. Everybody, we talk about it in our daily lives. I think F1 strategy is a, a, a little different. I think you see the four or five engineers in the pit wall, but they're talking to about 30 to 40 engineers back at home base who are constantly looking at everything from the TV broadcast, listening to 
radio conversations with other drivers and they're feeding information back to the guys on the pit wall saying, hey, here's what we're seeing, here's what you need to adapt, adapt to. But the interesting thing that I found out was race strategy starts about three months in advance of the race. Okay. So between eight to 14 weeks is when the race engineers actually start planning out that the strategy for that particular event. Wow. And the closer you get to the race, the more tactical it changes, you know, how, right. you know, short-term decisions. But, you know, the obvious things that you work around are, have you been to the track before? How did we do last year? How did we perform last year uh, in, you know, in a particular configuration with a particular driver, with a particular weight, with a particular tire? Um, obviously, everything changes every year, so you can only have so much. But the key things um, that uh, that they decide um, are done well in advance. So when you hear the strategists talk about plan A versus plan B versus plan C, the drivers all know. Plan A is what happens when there's no safety car. Plan B and plan C come into play when there is a safety car, and the drivers know well in advance what those are. Um, it's, you know, you hear these guys talk, they're talking about machine learning models that are doing simulations. Mm -hmm. They're talking about game theory where they use statistics and high level math to figure out if this, then what. Mm -hmm. I, I think, you know, that word strategy is so simplistic. It hides a, very a lot of the stuff that mm -hmm. goes in the background. So I didn't realize they were talking to people that weren't there. Oh yeah. Until just now. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So... Are obviously these teams have various budgets, mm -hmm. so some teams have more people helping than others. Yeah, which is, I mean, is there a big disparity there between those those top few teams and the bottom teams? I think the disparity is in the computational kind of weight that you can bring to this. Like, so you're talking about them running supercomputers mm -hmm. uh, for not only things like aerodynamics, but right. for strategy uh, I think they run through hundreds of thousands of permutations like if this guy pits what do we do if you know this happens then what obviously there's some logic behind it they don't run through every single permutation but I think it's how much confidence you have and then there's the human element right there's somebody sitting at that pit wall making that split second call based on all these pieces of information and it's the person who was you know has the that confidence in the, in some in themselves to make that right call um, mm -hmm. to say pit now or box now and as we saw through the race some teams are so much better than others at, at making that right call uh, and making it at the right time. That's so interesting um, because it does. I mean, the, the predictive models obviously figure out. I mean, they, they sound pretty exact. I mean, with the way this was, the race ended up finishing. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was. It went down to the, the last lap, yeah. essentially. Yeah. Um, we'll talk about it later, but Mercedes made the decision as to how many tires that they were going to go into the race about 14 weeks before this race. That's crazy. Which, re-watching qualifying after seeing the race makes so much that. more sense when, mm -hmm. you know, Q2, they're like... Lewis is on used tires. Oh my God. I don't know if that's right or not. Are we getting the right information? They're and, used tires. They're still going fast. Yeah. Like he's still, he still earned pole position and he even, he didn't even have the best situation compared to the other drivers. If you hear the it's post, crazy. If you hear the post, rate, the post race interviews, they all trusted each other because they said all of the data that we can show that a one-stop strategy was the way to go, but they 
had whatever intuition and combination of data and trust within each other to say, no, we have to do a two-strap strategy because this race is too hard on our tires. And if we save that second set of hard, uh, medium tires, we'll, 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 we'll win or we'll come close to challenging Verstappen. And so how much it. say do the drivers have on the plan going into it? Like, obviously, Lewis Hamilton, he's driven this this track before plenty of times. Yeah. He also understands that this track can be hard on tires. You should probably do multiple stops, I'm assuming. I, I think that's a, it's a difficult question at the top level. It's an easy question overall. Like, Yuki Sonoda isn't going to challenge his team. Correct. <laughs> or if he does, he knows he's going to be out of a seat the next time. <laughs> right. I think at the Hamilton and Verstappen level is different, right? I think they, you know, previous years, Hamilton has openly questioned calls during the race. Like, why are we pulling me in? Why aren't we staying out? Um, but When you're world champion, you can do that. When you're world champion, mm-hmm. you can do that. But in this case, he didn't question it. I don't hear anything on the radio. No, he's saying no. like, nope. I, I read it. through his transcript and Verstappen's transcript, and it was Which very interesting. Would like, yeah, we're definitely going to get into more of that. Yeah. Um, so jumping into the race, unless you still have some more on, on that. So jumping into the race, obviously strategy, our, our big keyword of the day, was a big part of it. The beginning was great with Verstappen. Man, he is just so good at the beginning of races. Um, he was able to get on the inside. You know, it, it seems like one of those tracks where with the first turn going right, it's almost better to be in the second spot. Dirty side of the track, I think. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if you guys remember them, him talking about it right at the beginning of the race yeah. and Bono saying, don't worry about it, but obviously we're it, stopping got the jump. Yeah. Right, right. Um, also a really nice start for um, Ricardo, Leclerc, uh, Perez, all of them, you know, kind of gained some spots right at the beginning and then held. Yeah. Um, anything else in the start? I mean, I, I was so impressed with the Leclerc, and obviously I'm a Leclerc fan, sure. but the fact that he held Bottas off for so long, we, and we can get into it further, but it was a fantastic start by Max and Charles, for sure. So then we get to lap eight, where we get our first, uh, I believe our first safety car with Yuki's car dying on him, um, which I gotta say, he was a lot nicer at that moment than he was during qualifying. There had to be an inkling, though, where he was kind of like, see what I've been saying about the car? <laughs> it died on lap eight. <laughs> or maybe the engineers were trying to teach him a lesson. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you bitch it, about the car, the car bitches back. Well, it hurt Red Bull. It hurt him a lot. Having that. Yeah. Because Verstappen was moving yeah. at the beginning of the race. And it just kind of evened the playing field and let Mercedes get right up on his tail again and yeah. made it a race again. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I going back to what you're talking about, Erica, like uh, Leclerc on Botas, I think that had ramifications, I think, for the rest of the season, probably next year, because he that basically showed Leclerc's pace over Botas. But I mean, well, and what, he didn't get passed until he pitted, right? Many, many laps later, right. and Valtteri was using DRS, like he used DRS multiple times, I think at least three times before the safety car and he just couldn't catch him. He wasn't going to let anyone pass, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, on, on Yuki though, you know, a lot of talk about his his frustration during qualifying. 
I think it goes both ways for him, though, right? Because I think he does have a right to get pissed off. It obviously showed in the race that the car died on him. Like, he has a right. He's not wrong that the car's not as maybe as what great as it was before his accident in Italy. Mm-hmm. But also, I think he really fucked that car up in Monza. Um, I think, yeah, we spoke about this, right? They, right. They, they, they broke the, the tub. And so I think uh, with the limited budget and the limited changes that they're uh, restricted to, I think that's probably compromised his season probably far more than we know at this stage. 100%. It's hard not to think back of, of that wreck. But, but well, then does he only have himself to blame for for really just fundamentally messing up a car so early in the season? I mean, we can always... I'm I'm a team person. I think the mark of a true leader is someone who takes the ownership. Right. You can't... Mm-hmm. And you're... Tw- he's 20 years old. He turned, he turned 21, 21 today. 21 Happy today. birthday! Happy He can drink now. Back to his dickishness real quick. <laughs> so Pretty sure he's been able to drink in yeah, the parts of the world for a while. <laughs> but you have to be able to to look within yourself. Like Hamilton also, he always thanks everyone. He's He sounds humble, obviously. He's the best. But shouldn't Yuki come out and say, hey, I completely fucked up this car. There's limited resources that we have. Like, shouldn't he show some sort of humility? This is his first year. I, I'm just, I'm not. It's I'm, been a few weeks yeah. since Italy. It like has. Like at this has. point, it's but it, like. It, 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 Italy it was limited budget. There's a, there's a budget, there's restrictions. So. Italy was also wet. So, yeah. well, obviously he's the driver. They were not ideal conditions. Mm-hmm. I mean. He didn't try to hit the back it, of the yeah, car. It's no, not like no. he made some monumental error. He just spun mm-hmm. out really hard. Mm-hmm. Well, you, you, so you're Yuki's manager slash mm-hmm. coach. What, what do you tell him, Wade? What, what, what's your message to, to your boy? I go over mistakes that happen and how to learn from them and then a whole attitude thing. I'm not a fan of, like, a bad attitude. Like, you're not going to yell at me. Cause, but now and nowadays we're going to talk about sports in general. So many people want to get to this level. Like, mm-hmm. if we talk about football, Antonio Brown was cut from how many teams because he was just bad attitude. Yeah. So, someone who's 21, people want his position. Shouldn't he be willing to learn mm-hmm. from his mistakes the first year? And instead of yelling, kind of saying, okay, this sucks, but let's move forward. Well, he definitely handled it better in the race. He did. Yeah. He handled, yeah, a lot he handled it better. I'm not. I don't want to look. I'm rooting for him. For sure. I, am we, I think for everyone. Him. Is. Yeah. Yeah. Totally rooting for him. But again, you can't yell. You can't just keep yelling. And I mean, you can. You have further insight into this than I do. But didn't Verstappen had a pretty? I mean, he was not a great, fun guy to be around when he first started. He was super aggressive. Like. And he was winning races. But he was winning races. <laughs> so it's a lot of people. Yeah, I know, races. I know, I know. When you're right. last, it's right? got to be nice, though. Didn't he, he won his first race? I think he won a second race. I believe like that, that's got to be nice to start your, your He was career. the youngest, right? Is yeah, he holds yeah, the record for the youngest. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, it, it also comes with you are suddenly an international superstar at 20, 21. now. Uh, he's 21 now, but... And I'm not excusing him, mm-hmm. but I, I mean, everyone needs to grow up at 21. Like a real jackass. <laughs> 21. Well, but I mean, and it, it's not. I mean, not excusing him at all. He has a lot of room to grow for sure. 
and it's it well, it's going to be hard on the team overall yeah. if mm-hmm. if the car they can't figure it out here quick with with I mean it ain't going to get any easier at Monaco. Nope. Um, and you know Gasly, I thought going into this season, I felt really good about AlphaTauri because they have the Honda engine. You know, as the the the, the sister team to uh, Red Bull, you know Gasly's been fast. Yeah. He's had a lot of moments. He's also had some bad luck. Um, his wrecks just weren't as as bad as, as what Yuki faced. Um, I, I, f- I feel like this season, the midfield is so much tighter. I think, like, what, mm-hmm. what Whitney, as you said, like, I think what was there was less than one second separating. One through 16. One through 16. I mean, it's, it's so difficult to... I, I mean, we, we talked about this, like, tenths of a second, hundredths yeah. of a second. Yeah. So difficult to say... Oh my God! This guy is exponentially worse than the other guy, except for Dimitri Mazepin. <laughs> uh, I like that um, you're really sticking with Dimitri. On this. <laughs> well, I mean, it's just you know, Dimitri, Nikita, whatever. Like, uh, you know who we're talking about. You know what you're talking about. I mean, we know. We're not like. I mean, this guy's like off the charts and like you know, thirty seconds off the pace. Everybody else is like within a second of each other. I mean, he's pissed off everybody. He he has record of pissing off at least half the grid at this point, which I, I wish we could love. play Toto's little sound clip from, from Sunday. It's so good. It's so good. Uh, I also want to talk about Juvenazzi, who I thought had a, a really good quali- qualifying, mm-hmm. having the punctured tire. Oh, I've never yeah. seen that before. Never so seen that nobody before. had seen it before. What? How, like how did? I've thought about it and I don't understand how does that even happen. It's well, like going it's like sharp. going to the tire st- I know, but it's like going to the tire store and it's like, oh yeah, you don't want to use that one. That's our punk like I, I I it could have been either like some sort of structural failure where the tire meets the actual wheel, mm-hmm. like the bead wasn't set correctly and it just like mm-hmm. had a slow leak, or there was just some sort of flaw in it where it just, you know, there was a weak spot or something. Yeah. I, I, I'll have to look, I'll have to go back. I, there were just so much happening in this race. I, uh, yeah. he, he just, he wasn't able to recover from that. No, he was never able to recover from that. Yeah. But, uh, but I mean, I, I'm going to say like for a 66 lap race, like I don't honestly, like up until lap 28 or so, I was just like, well, Kind of, kind of routine. Like not much, uh, not much happening over here. There wasn't a lot of movement. Um, you know, I was, I was watching. You know, as you hit like lap twenty, thirty, the Aston Martin Alpine mm-hmm. kind of rivalry has been. Did was, you guys jump over the Verstappen pit? We did jump over the Verstappen oh, pit I? on lap uh, twenty five. Which I noticed was a very slow stop. Well, relatively slow stop. Do you know why it was a slow stop? No, because he, he did went. not. No, he did not announce that he was going to pit, and nobody told him to pit. He, he just showed went. up. Well, so he made a comment about the tires. He said, "My tires are wearing down." Mm-hmm. That's all, but that's he, all said, he said. Which, if you ever listen to the race radio and you hear Lewis, you know that's just kind of like, "All right, business is normal. You're driving a car really fast." And when you watch the driver cam too, it's almost like he surprised himself oh, going really? into the pit because he kind of just one. like whoo, went in, huh? It was like a last minute mental decision he made where it was like once he started tur- turning, obviously you're going so fast. Right. I think he was well, in the window. He was in the window. He was early in the window, but nobody had called him in yet. And then I think it was maybe a couple laps later on the race transcript, 
he said something about we can talk after the race about what went wrong. Mm-hmm. I and it was like, I can tell you what went wrong. You you, you showed up. <laughs> That's interesting. Super interesting. There's obviously, big miscommunication. But Huge I mean, miscommunication. It could have worked out way worse for them, but they seemed to be semi-prepared. I mean, he didn't It was still a 4.2 second pit, which... I feel yeah. like they're always prepared. I mean... Still could have won the race. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Oh, real quick, so Gio, Giovinazzi's pit stop. So the tires were fine before the race, before the check. So when they were getting everything into the garage, they had an operational issue where the tire valve on that specific oh. tire broke. Oh. So when they had it, <laughs> we got some I, Tanya shit going on. <laughs> oh, Kimmy. Yeah. Iceman had a nice pick. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so it was just an operational boo-boo. That's too bad. And hey, credit to their team, because in the moment, I thought they reacted as well as they could have. Oh, yeah. Considering the situation. like Because I don't think they realized it until they got to the tire No, the guy, and then you see him going like... Oh shit! Yeah. <laughs> and look how fast he ran with like what twenty pounds in his hands. I mean, he yeah, hustled for sure. So credit to whoever that was who kind of saved that moment. Yeah. For them, um, but he, bravo, sir. He was just never able. Giovinazzi was never able to 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 recover there. He, well, he said it was bad from start to finish in the little article yeah. I read. He said he started ten seconds behind after the safety car, and he was uh, just uh, yeah shit yeah. afterwards. Uh, then we get to the f- great uh, wolf audio moment. <laughs> uh, talking which, about which is preceded by the announcers saying, "I think as Verstappen left the pits, going, oh yeah, he's going to have to get past Mazepin, which is not always that easy." <laughs> <laughs> Just the first of two comments. So at what point are you a hazard to other <laughs> And I'm, I'm being dead when, when serious. When your name's Dimitri yeah. Matthews. Yeah. And you step inside the car, I don't know. But I'm being dead serious. Like, at what point... Because obviously... I mean, I saw a thing where Ocon even said he kind of gets frightened when he's around him driving because you don't know what's going to happen. I, I feel like this is going to come to a point where he's going to cause, like a really bad wreck but when he's like running in last he's being lapped by everybody and he's going to screw up like a race like he there's going to be a race where the Mazepin factor is going to be like 100 because yeah. he like ruins a championship for like a leading team and shit's going to yeah. go I mean yeah. at this point it's funny but I fully agree right it's like, going to be very it not keeps, funny it's it just point. like keep, things keep happening and it's not just with like one driver it's like well, the fact Almost that the guy the in grid, 20th, yeah. who's minutes behind everybody else, gets the announcers saying, oh, it's hard to lap this guy. It's mm-hmm. hard to pass this guy. That's what you should be saying about Hamilton yeah. or, right. like, anybody else who's a good driver. Well, well, although I will say this race, like, there was a lot of uh, unusual, I would say, mistakes from the drivers. Like, uh, Norris Which was getting weird, up. Which because there were no crashes. Well, I mean, it was like a clean race. Norris gets the cool. the black and white flag for weaving. I think they called out a couple of other drivers yeah. for doing that on the straight, which is like, what what's going on? Like, why? It's the, I don't think the rules changed. I don't know what was going on, but uh, it, well, it was kind of hard to see see experienced drivers do that. Well, it like, sounded like it was so hard to pass anywhere, and the slipstream mm-hmm. and the straight was such a huge advantage yeah. versus on the turns. I mean, this is. 
way later in the race, but Perez got basically blown off the course behind Ricardo. Mm -hmm. And it sounded like it was because of the airstream coming mm -hmm. off Ricardo just basically knocked him off the track. But but in the beginning, Gasly had the five-second penalty because he overstepped his simple mistake. Totally missed that Yeah, he, he just yes. completely blew past it. Uh, so how do you... I'm gonna, I'm, we're going to go back to Gasly right now. He hit the gas. <laughs> well, he was... You're, you're so funny. I, I kind of... Uh, Burst off in the podcast <laughs> right now. Thank you. That was much better. Well, I kind of wonder... Like, you can't really see that well. There's a, there's a yellow line that sticks no, I, out. I from saw the, a line. Okay. Where, so that's how you sight. That's how you sight. So it's like outside of look, the car? Look. Mazepin hits hits that box every time. So <laughs> no excuse. No, no right. excuse. I know. No excuse. <laughs> and he just kind of he didn't try to correct himself. He I can't, mean, he, he can't. Re he, if he reverses, on oh, the, you're done. You're done. Okay. Well, I think they said too. Max was kind of towing that line, but the difference was, I guess. Gasly, he was like moved? halfway. He, he was, he was, he, he was, he was, he was, he was at least a tire yeah. over the freaking. Yeah, you yeah. can be inside that box. You can be like cantered over. You can do whatever the heck you want. Mm -hmm. But like, there's a certain point where I was like, sir, sir, like need to back. back. <laughs> it's like in Seattle when you're in the crosswalk and you get like the death stare from yeah. the pedestrians. Like, so I'm thinking like somebody help this kid. Let him know he's like you know two yards. I'm sure he knew. He knew. Yeah. He knew. Okay. I All bet right. it was, I, and this you just is going to sound terrible, it. but he was like probably not paying attention. And it was like, oh, I forgot. You just have to, to take stop. it. Stop. Like, you just have to take, take it. your licks. But yeah. he he still finished 10th. I yeah. mean, he got a five second penalty and he still finished 10th. So what would have been? Uh, what would have been? So yeah. we, we talked a little bit on a previous episode about the pit stops for Hamilton. And uh, man, I, I after watching them and how I know both of us didn't have any pit situations necessarily this time around. Right. Um, you can tell they're locked in when Hamilton's rolling up. Yeah. You can just tell. You can just tell. And whether it's subconscious or not, mm. you can tell. When Hamilton, when, when when the world champion's coming through, they are ready to roll. When your friend Lewis is coming through. Yeah. yeah. True. They, they True. like him. They like they him. They want yeah. him to win. I did find it really interesting because I think we said in the first episode whoever the race leader is, is always going to pit first. And that did not happen this time. Valtteri was in fourth, which obviously it was a very different yeah. race happening at that point. But I thought that the change up in that strategy where they've kind of forced the same strategy on both Mercedes drivers for the past three races. And this time it was like, nah, no, you're doing completely different things. You know, that, no that. big. That Mercedes pit, they knew what their strategy was going, and they was like, we're not oh, yeah. going to waver. Like, when the tires hit a certain stage, Lewis, you come in, and we'll, unless something untoward happens, we're going to stick right. with it. And Which, you know, I, I respect <clears throat> sticking to your game plan. Yeah. Like, yeah. like trusting it. Yeah. Like, even though they knew it was going to be fucking tight at the end. Mm -hmm. They're like, look, we, we trust in our, our data. We trust our guys. We trust the pit stops. If we can get this right... There's a chance right. to pull this off. Yeah. I, I mean, and then you have Lewis Hamilton who comes and you have 20, 20 seconds behind, and he's like, okay, fine, I'll just go in and... We've dig. done it before. We've done well, it before. Well, so then he goes in for that second <clears throat> pit, and Horner, okay, who, Horner jumps who on the horn. watched the video of the box call? No, I didn't. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. Okay, literally, Lewis, I think Verstappen had 
just past the entrance to the pit. And Lewis, like, swerved across the track. It was was literally two seconds before he was going to pass the pit lane. And it was boxed across from Verstappen. It was just literally in. It was wild. And Red Bull had almost no reaction. Well, they made sure Verstappen wouldn't go make a pit, too. You know what I mean? Well, so my question is, Lewis was running laps a second and a half faster than Max mm-hmm. through that middle section of the race. Mm-hmm. Did they not realize he was going to do two pits based on that pace? Like, he was obviously not in a tire preservation strategy. I mean, Max I think, was. Max was going to go long into the tire preservation. I think that was just one of the, the parts where Red Bull might have dropped the ball a little bit. I think Red Bull... Because they stuck with their the, plan. I think Red Bull were counting on the fact that Max was going to be able to stay 22, 23 seconds ahead of Hamilton because I think what was the pit stop delta 20 22 22 Mm -hmm. so I think they were like it's a game of seconds right so I think they were like okay if Lewis takes a second stop he loses 22 seconds so then he has to claw back 22 seconds in the middle of the race but when your first comment of Lewis just pitted I guess it might be hungry again like oops I I think maybe maybe both teams stuck with their strategy and at that very moment Verstappen's attitude got negative where Hamilton was positive. No, I, I think there was a, there was an interview with Hamilton and his quote was, as soon as I got passed into turn one, I was like, okay, and switched into a different mode. 100%. Yeah. I, I think the race was pretty much over for Verstappen as soon as he passed Hamilton. As counterintuitive as it sounds, world no, champion I, just settles and he's like, peace out, I'm yep. gone. Well, I mean, in the interview in the end, didn't uh, they were talking to Max about Hamilton catching him and didn't he say it was inevitable? Yeah. I mean, like he knew it was, it was, but well, it was really when he made that second pit, it was kind of just resigning him to this fact that like, yeah, I'm going to lose again. Like I can't do anything about it, which he, he couldn't really. I just don't know if Hamilton would have that same mindset in the same situation. I don't think he would because like, Hamilton's like, done this before. And you drive and the you drive the situation that you have. You and that's I mean? where Hamilton drives the car that he has. That's what makes him the world champion. Right. Like is. like I feel like Max is at a certain point when they're in these situations, like, you just gotta make the best of it. Now I don't know if and if he was a little bit more positive on the radio, whether that would have helped him win. But I just I, felt like at that moment, there was this realization of the Red Bull PTSD from Hungary. And they're just like, this I, isn't good. I think yeah. they knew. I think when I think Red Bull knew what was going to happen as soon as Lewis goes out on those scrub tires and qualifying. They're like, oh, he has an extra set and we don't. Right. And that's what's going to come into play during the race. But Max only did one flying lap in Q2. I right. mean, he barely used his tires. He barely used his tires because he knew he had to save them for the race. And that's why they told him, you have to jump him at the start. You stand, you're on the stickier side of the grid. You have to jump out ahead of him. You have to open up that gap because if you don't, he's going to catch you. And so I think that they knew this was going to happen. They knew this was going to happen. Yeah. I just, I, I find it so interesting that they didn't do that much to defend. But I think at the same time, I mean, when Lewis passes Max turn one, it was, I mean, he barely tried to defend. And I think it really was kind of going back to what I see, the difference in mentality of Lewis 
does not want to lose. Max wants to win. And the mentality that goes into that of, well, if I can't win, then whatever, versus, no, I'm going to figure out how to not lose. Well, for Hamilton to get to that point, there was a moment, a team moment with his teammate, Valtteri. And um, I think I see both sides of it where if I'm Botas, I'm not just going to let him pass right away. But at the same time, like it's a team thing. This is your whole job is to set up the world champion, right? Shake and bake. Shake and bake. He is the shake and bake. Like at some point he has to like realize – he has to know this. I mean, for me, it was like his post-race comment was like, I'm racing. Like, bro, you're stuck behind a Leclerc for how many laps? Like, <laughs> right. Like, I'm sorry. You couldn't you pass him with DRS. You can't pass a Ferrari, but you're going to hold up your teammate and you're about to come into a pit stop. Like, what are you fighting for? You know you're going to be hammer butt. Like, you're not yeah. fighting for the race. Like, I don't understand what it is that you're Well, especially to. when the comment is Lewis is... <laughs> Trying to win the race. (laughs) You're not doing it. Because earlier in the race, it was, you have, you're 0.2 seconds faster than Max. You can catch him by the last lap. Like, all of the commentary that was coming through. And it was kind of the same thing as Portugal, where he just didn't. Like, he has, the car has the pace. Mm -hmm. He just can't make it work the way that it should. Which, being compared to Hamilton, is not great. (laughs) Also, but, too, I think he is a great driver, but he he's just not to the class of, of Hamilton. Well, he's also got a chip on his shoulder. I mean, we all watch Drive to Survive. The The episode they did where he won, it was like Sochi. That was the one that he won. She loves talking about this moment. She I love it. So I much. love it so much because no one, no, one, no one celebrated with him. No one saw he was in if an I office buy you space Heineken, alone. Can we just stop talking about it? <laughs> We're going to the pictures. I have to drive it home that he has a massive chip on his shoulder. Oh, it's And huge. he's okay showing his butt I mean, on Netflix. Things you learn. He's cool. He's cool with nudity. Well, all right, cool so back to the race. He's cool with nudity. He's cool with nudity. <laughs> well, I mean, since we're talking about number two drivers... Uh, what about Mr. Mr. Checo? So Checo, so Checo got himself in the fifth, um, but it took him until that's obviously the missing piece for Red Bull right now is they don't have their second guy helping out their teammate to get him ahead of him. It's also race number four. It is, but these points are adding up, and they're they adding are. up quick. They and are. Hamilton's racing as well as he has his entire career. Yep. As some guy on Reddit said, Bottas was a better Red Bull driver than Perez uh, yeah. was for this race. Yeah. Honestly. He did more yeah. to help Verstappen than, than Perez did. Nothing against Checo. I think he's a great driver. And he'll come think, around. But the, what we talked about at the beginning of the season was like, hey, Verstappen on Red Bull need that second driver mm-hmm. to yeah. challenge. The like, team. whatever you say about Bottas, he does come in third right. or second. And right. He gives them that strategy. Well, and I, I think that that's where, you know, we see Ricardo is really starting to get the car. He did so much better this week. Yeah. He held the Mercedes off, or the Red Bull off, mm-hmm. for the majority of the race. And he did a really good job of it. So I think that, you know, Perez will get there. I think that this may be, you know, people are starting to come over the... I mean, Learning he finished, curve, he finished fourth in Portugal, so yeah. I wouldn't call him mediocre. Uh, uh, but look but, at where but, we're but, yeah. He hasn't been consistent. 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 He hasn't been consistent.
Right. Yeah. Give him a little edge. Those are his best moments, right? Yeah. Uh, so the race ends with our typical Hamber bot. Um, really, the top the top four stayed the same with Leclerc at four. Um, Perez fought up to fifth. Ricardo, solid race, um, earned Super a spot, solid. got mm-hmm. up to sixth. Even though he's still in that five six range, like it just felt better this weekend than it has. Yeah. Um, I think having Norris behind him also helps the perception, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, Carlos Sainz, you know, he's he's still figuring it out, but he's he's getting points. Um, there at seventh, North Norris at eighth, um, Ocon nine. He had a tough race as well. Alpine had a tough race they uh, did. compared to qualifying. The fact, that we're, the fact that we're saying Alpine is a ninth and had a tough race, go it says a says a lot about how much progress they've made. For sure. Right. Well, they've made the whole the the, the Alpine Aston Martin fight yes. that's developing yes. is I'm enjoying really cool this tier of the fight because you have yes. Alonso yeah. Vettel and then you have Ocon and Stroll. Yeah, getting after it, and it just feels like a really fun well side story to follow. Did you? The Alonso DRS train that happened multiple times oh, during Lord. the race oh, Lord. Yes. was kind of a disaster. The first time was in lap 15, and then, you know, at no. the end of the race, that was the focus of Alonso was just holding everybody up, yep. and, yep. you know, he landed in 17th. So. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, how about when by Lance Troll passes two world champions and finishes ahead of a third? Yep. Uh, but still behind Gasly. Uh, Five-second Gasly. You know, Gasly is hanging around. He, he keeps finding himself in... I, I, I feel like there's Formula One, which is Mercedes, Red Bull. There's Formula One and a half, which is Ferrari, McLaren. Then you have Formula Two, which is... It's the fight for like, first, uh, fight for third, day. fight for yeah. fifth. Yeah. It's the fight for first, fight for third, fight for yeah. fifth, as far as the constructors go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which is I, most of the, uh, most of the interesting stuff is going to happen here towards the mid pack as opposed to the the the, the front. To be well, honest, and what's been interesting is kind of the best races or the rest, best parts of the race have kind of been from like P eight down. We keep getting yeah. the the look at the fight for P sixteen or P seventeen, <laughs> <laughs> which I love. Mick had a yeah. great race, you know, and, and, and for it to end the way for the top four ending the way that it started in qual that it ended in qualifying. Um, it was the way we got there though that was really right. interesting. Yeah, so it kind of it, it, it wasn't a boring race by any means. No, because it. it I wrote down here, it seemed like this was a purist dream where you had the great mix. Toto talked about it after the race uh, to Hamilton where I was like, this is strategy and driving combined. Mm -hmm. Yep. This is what this race is. It was a master class from Hamilton on how to be the best. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Hamilton's so impressive. It's going to be, it's going to be a, I mean, again, this was like the track that everybody practices that right so mm-hmm. i think you know this is where they've held testing for a long time yep. so i think this is this is like the, the 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 field is even like everybody's been here before like everybody should know this like the back of the end except maybe for some of the newbies but still like you know what's the earliest mathematically a driver has won the championship in a season the earliest mm-hmm. like w- how early in a season what's the earliest where they've mathematically like it's over like mm-hmm. hamilton or whoever one at one. I wanted to go out on the limb and say it was Michael Schumacher at some point in time. Because 
if Hamilton keeps it getting... It was Michael Schumacher in 2002, with six races remaining. Okay. Okay. Hamilton might get into a spot where he just keeps getting first. I mean, that would be another record for him to break. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's, it's a long season. Well, it is. I think maybe this is a good point to segue into talking about why is he so... Good. <laughs> no, why is he? Why does he want his contract signed so early this year as opposed to last year? I think he's getting last it. year was miserable for him. Mm. I think that whole thing was just incredibly painful. I mean, he. I watched an interview with him and Valtteri, and one of the questions was, "How was your winter break?" And you know, Valtteri's like, "Oh, it was great. Hung out with my family, whatever." And he asked Hamilton, and he's like, "Wasn't that great? Like, mostly dealt with the contract." <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. So I, I think it's partially just trying to avoid the pain of last time, but right. maybe there's more there. Yeah, yeah. But he's so good. Would, would he be worried about Mercedes? Like, does he have They're some sort of anxiety about them not signing his contract? They wouldn't let him walk. He got, he got Mr. George Russell, who beat out Mr. Bodas, and then... I'm, I just I'm feel like sure. Hamilton's driving as well as he's driven in his career right now. How old is he? 37? We looked this up last time. I mean, yeah, well, he how old is yeah. he, but, like, how many seasons has he been now? So it's been, like, 20... 2007. 2007. 2007. 14 seasons? Yeah. yeah, 2007 was his first. He is... 36. But if he wants to get a contract signed, you know, the idea of he wants number eight kind of goes out the window where it's like, he wants more than eight. I don't... But it's like, the, it's like all the... I keep going back to football. It's just easy. It's like all the old quarterbacks who are so good, like Tom Brady. He just won a Super Bowl, but the Patriots... You know, he, he left them. He left a team that he kept winning at mm-hmm. kind of thing. So you have, like, you know, Peyton Manning. You have, what, Troy Aikman. You have all of those older guys who left their original teams to try to do something more. Peyton Manning obviously won with, with the Denver Broncos. So I wonder if he's worried that they're thinking he's going to top out at, at a certain point and yeah. he's looking for another team. I think it's a good comp. Um, yeah. The only difference I would give that is Tom Brady wanted to prove it wasn't Bill Belichick. Now we're not going to get into the NFL. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, just like, I don't know, like in this, in, in Formula One, you know, you go to the best team. Right. Yeah. Right. It's not like you leave the best team to prove you're the best player. Right. Or the best driver. Yeah, yeah. ask right. every driver to a Ferrari. Earn your way to the best team. Every driver wants to be in a Ferrari. Every driver wants, you know what I mean? Everybody yeah. wants to sit in a Mercedes. Yeah. Everybody wants to sit in a Red Bull. Um, Orange well, is my not the second color, seat. so McLaren is my. <laughs> but, like, I think for Hamilton, <laughs> well, I mean, why do you think that he wants to sign right now? Could be what Erica said, which is more likely, which is he just doesn't want the distraction this season. He's very big about like mental strength, right? So he's like, I need to be mm-hmm. like, why am I worrying about this contract? I don't want to worry about this bullshit. I want to, I want to worry about winning the race. Which he's he right knows, about that. He know this is going to be this is his best start to the season, but this is also the toughest. He's the, he hasn't been challenged by Verstappen this it's, much. I mean, it's been also Verstappen's best start to It's his been season. every race has been like nail biter. Conspiracy yeah. theory here. So do you think he also not not terrible one. <laughs> do you think he also tried to get his contract in so early to where he could negotiate picking a second driver? Cuz we think cuz we think Botas is out where he's giving well, himself the I don't power. Know if he's 
out, out. I think that Hamilton, we think. regardless, is going to have a huge say in his next driver. Yeah. Well, if, in, yeah. if Hamilton's signed for next year, it's a lot easier to be like, hey, he's doing months Here's what I'm thinking. He's doing yeah. like the year to year, which is super weird. Yeah. 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 I mean, at some point in time, he's just going to be like, what do I care? I've proven like what, what is, there's nobody that is ever going to catch up to him. Now, right. I don't think Hamilton will leave Mercedes hanging. Like Mercedes has a plan. Tocha has a plan. There, right. there has to be, if they know what they're doing for their tires mm-hmm. two months in advance, yes. they know what's going to happen. They have a plan for when Hamilton, plan the a, day plan comes, B, plan C. Right. Yeah. Hot take, Ocon, Russell, Mercedes, 2023. So oh. I know Hamilton really likes Ocon. Mm-hmm. Um, he likes Ocon. Morris. It would kind of be cool to have Ocon step up there too, because it would kind of be a similar story to Hamilton. Of mm-hmm. what about Norris? I like Norris. I think Norris Mercedes. could be a good step, and I think it could be an eventuality. I don't know if Norris wants to be a number two. He wants to be a number one, which he kind of is right now with McLaren. He he is so it'll be interesting to see as Ricardo gets more comfortable how that plays because he's going to push him. Ricardo's I, getting there, and I think, but I think if Hamilton leaves Norris, I, he seems to fit the vibe. I don't know. This is all. Uh, this is all. It's a lot of speculation, which is so yeah. much fun. Let's put Mazepin in Mercedes. Let's no. see. Let's see how things no. work. <laughs> <laughs> you might as well put him in a Honda Fit. <laughs> One of these po- uh, podcasts better be sponsored by Honda. <laughs> I'm just glad I can squeeze it in at least once every episode. Someone's mentioned the Honda Fit. <laughs> so uh, glad, so thankful for this. So, any other like parting thoughts on the race itself? I think I don't know. I th- I feel like Hamilton. We should we talk about Hamilton versus Stoppen a lot. I think the mid we do the mid mid pack battle is supposed to. You be. know, we ought to have a day where we just talk about the second half, eleven yeah. through twelve. I would. I oh. wanted to say that I like. I love that we're really on the Hamilton train because I like him, but he's not my favorite driver. No, no. he's no. not my favorite driver. I would just like to say no. Hamilton is not my I don't favorite think he's driver. Any of our favorite drivers. Well, whenever no. you're new to a sport, I feel like you feel que- like you, you feel bad about just picking the best one. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. I feel like you kind of have to pick a more, you know, you'd be really the excited if they world won. champion. No, I picked my fellow Mexican. Yeah, And did. then I picked the petite Frenchman, Gasly. Mm-hmm. And there I'm sticking with them. I do and like Checo, it. but I will say he, he's got to be more consistent because yeah. they, they need him bad and they yeah. need him now with the way things have been yeah. going. If, if they're going to actually make a run at this season, like mm-hmm. it's got to start happening Monaco may be too soon to expect that out of them. Monaco's um, just a whole different ball. Isn't it a Monaco, super narrow? It's, it's a super it's a, narrow It's track. a road course. It's yeah. super narrow. And for all the uh, F1 gaming fans out there, it is the hardest track <laughs> to... Like, I only have a controller. I don't have the steering wheel. And I just bang against the freaking walls. So... So, and can we the take bad bets on the uh, property damage that Mazepin's going to cause? <laughs> well, when the bad guy in Iron Man comes back and starts hitting the, <laughs> the cars with his little whips, I think it's going to cause more damage, more money. I feel the, like the Russian guy? The Russian guy? These are idiots. <laughs> Check out. Uh, 
Hot take. It's also one of the most boring races of the year. How's that? Because there's no passing. There's no passing. It's too thin. Yeah. Well, unless you have like something crazy, like it rains or or like a Russian villain who comes out with a lift turns into the wall while he's trying to warm his tires up. Or some shit happens in the pits with Ricardo. Like I was like, oh, you came in pole, great. Have fun getting the trophy. Yeah. Well, so qualifying is obviously going to be a big deal this weekend. Right. For is it next weekend? This weekend? No, the twenty second. Okay, next yeah, weekend. Yeah, next weekend. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. How dare you? My bad. Um, Monica is the place for reverse grid. That's where she should do it if they do it at all. Okay. Oh, that would be interesting. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, my my final thought um is Alonso going to retire after this year? Again, didn't you say uh, uh, this was like this weekend? Didn't you mention that a stroll, stroll daddy, purposely brought on a mentor? No, well, I, we were talking about the role of the number two to drivers, and I feel like we the context of the conversation was would uh, Hamilton mentor a second driver yeah. at Mercedes? And my perspective is no, he's no. he wants to win. And You're a he, hunter. He, yeah, his job isn't to mentor anybody else. His job is to win. Yeah, I mean, that being said, he is, a, you know, mentor light, maybe, to a lot of the young guys. He, I think he wants to be so that just I think, in general. I, yeah, I think he's just a generally good human. I don't know if he wants to be put in the official role of, here, mentor this person to take over when you leave. I don't, no. I don't think he'd be comfortable with that. But I think he does have really good relationships with a lot of younger guys on the grid. As kind of a, you know, it's also hey, easier chin up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. No, he's he's going to be chin up, but he's not going to be like. And so, how are you going to take that apex to beat me in turn right. one? Is right. this? Right. I, I yeah. feel like he's not going to be giving them pointers right. anytime soon. Um, but I feel like Stroll is there. Uh, I'm sorry, Vettel is there to help. Vettel, there wasn't help, a help young 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 Lance, young Master Lance. I, I feel like Vettel is a uh, little uh, little Alfred Alfred and Stroll is a uh, Batman. You know, he's like I can kind of see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like Stroll. I mean, I think Aston Martin's kind of coming around. Um, but yeah, I, I, I guess qualifying is really the way it's going to be with Monaco, and we're going to find out a lot about the race then. Yeah. Yep. Because it's going to be a big one. Like, if Red Bull wants to put their stamp on the season, they need to start making moves soon. Like, maybe not Monaco has to be it, but, like, races are passing. And Hamilton and Botas keep getting two of the top three spots. Who who took pole and who won Monaco last year? Hmm. Monaco. I, I, I think... From my perspective, the season's pretty much set. I don't think there's enough budget well, it it for canceled. people to make any major changes. Oh. So, Unless like, this is what the, these, the, the way this grid looks. We're have the same fights all year long. I feel so. I feel like I don't. I don't. I, I, I want to be proven wrong. I just don't see it. Hamilton, Vettel, Botas. Interesting. And I think that's why you want to. It's 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 the constructor rivalries that you're finding, right? It's it's yeah. Mercedes, Red Bull, it's McLaren, Ferrari, Ferrari. it's okay. the rest. Aston Martin, Alpine, and then the rest of the guys. Yeah. Yeah. Alpha Tori you just can't put in there right now because I, I just I you can't trust Yuki yet. Yeah. Um, no, that's right. Gasly's there. 
but he he you know he has too many times where like he'll have a great qualifying and then he you know he gets unlucky. Um, we'll see. It's going to yeah. be still a lot of season left. But uh, if if Red Bull wants to make a run at this, Perez is going to have to get more consistent. Yeah, and Can't. you know he's working on it. Well, for sure. He's not but trying it'll, to do that. it'll be interesting to see when he starts to click. Mm-hmm. Kind of like how we all felt that Ricardo just kind of clicked a little it's bit more this weekend. Uh-huh. So I think it's coming. I think that cuz I mean they have similar years of experience. It's it's coming. He'll figure it out. Mm-hmm. Fingers crossed. Yeah. So for fantasy, we're putting Perez number one, Monaco. <laughs> Write it down you, now. You can do Write that. It down yeah, now. you are. Let's do it. <laughs> Welcome to do that. I don't know what I'm going to do with fancy yet. I still think I should have gotten rid of Yuki last week before I the race. You were going to. Well, I didn't, and then I kept him, and now he's lost value. So if I sell him, I can't replace him because he's so oh, cheap. Oh, that's a bummer. So I need Yuki to turn it around. If you're listening to this, Yuki, happy birthday. <laughs> uh, we need you to figure it out here. Matt, Matt needs his fake million dollars back. Yeah, yeah. I, need, I need my fantasy team to do well. Uh, shout out fantasygp.com. Yeah. <laughs> well, for that, I believe we're going to end on our sponsorship. Ashish, if you want to go over who our uh, episode sponsor is. Again, super lucky. We have a big brand behind us. <laughs> I took a lot of effort on our part. Sure, a lot of phone but a uh, Red Bull uh, is is our sponsor for this week. Uh, Red Bull gives you bendy rare wings. <laughs> bendy rare wings. Lewis Hamilton, big big fan. Pressure <laughs> Honor says they're a okay. That's okay. right, folks. Bendy rare wings. Well, that's where we're gonna bend the episode. Oh, my God. oh. worst one <laughs> yet. Worst episode ever. Uh, I did not say that. Well, let, let's not. Let's talk about the pun. The pun was the worst one yet. Yeah, your negativity is very... No, I was challenging the comic guy. I was challenging the comic guy episode ever. I am done. We're all done. <laughs> We're not done. That terrible disappointment. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Thanks for, for joining us again. Chaos. Just chaos. Thanks for joining us again for the F1 pod, and we will uh, see you for the next race.